Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Believe in Kentucky. My name is Vinny Hardy, coming to you on Believe Podcast Network, Believe.com. Go straight to the site, check out all the past episodes of the show, tell your friends about it, check out upcoming episodes of the show as well. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and all that good stuff. You can get every episode coming to you at your convenience there on demand. Got a fun one today. Got a episode where we kind of reminisce um kind of sad but it's still fun we're going to be talking about of course the passing of kentucky coach joe b hall who passed saturday morning before the basketball game at one o'clock where kentucky hosted the tennessee volunteers at rupp arena joe b hall uh, kentucky through and through uh coached the Cats from 1972 to 1985. So uh, he was already in year five as a coach when I was born. He was the coach when I first remember uh, Kentucky basketball. We've had Roger Harden, uh, former UK point guard on this podcast before, who was the point guard, the first point guard that I remember at Kentucky when I was six or seven years old. Roger was the point guard for Coach Hall and Joe B., was, of course, the head coach. So a lot of tributes poured in. As a matter of fact, I'll read Roger's tweet um, that he tweeted out yesterday. BBN, nobody gave their heart and soul to UK basketball like Coach Hall. He loved the BBN and was a proud Kentuckian. An honor to play for him. will miss my lifelong friend. He was the only friend I ever needed. So tributes like that poured in, of course, from former players. Kenny Walker, who we also had on this podcast before, was on the pregame show. I think the KSR pregame show, of course, reminiscing and talking about Coach Hall. You saw other players from other sports. Shane Boyd, former UK quarterback, talked about how close he was to Coach Hall and the relationship they had. So it was a big outpouring, everybody remembering the memories of Coach Hall. Uh, Oscar Combs, who uh, is a Kentucky historian, knows it better than everybody, founded the Cats Pauls, um, knew Joe B from way back. I remember a few years ago, Oscar did a podcast called the Oscar Combs Podcast. Well, they did four episodes of that podcast where they interviewed Joe B. Hall. It's about 2016, about five years ago, six years ago. Spent the whole day with him, like six hours, split it up into four different episodes, Oscar and Bo Robinson, and got memories and stories and recollections and reflections from Joe B's early life all the way uh, to his time as a player, to his time as an assistant coach, to his time as a head coach. His life story is in those four episodes of the podcast. So definitely go back and listen to those and and get those uh, recollections that are captured there so well in Oscar Combs' podcast. So lots of reflection on Joby Hall, 
as you would expect. Um, Coach Cal had tweeted out that he had went to see him a couple of days ago, and you know, his health had been declining the past couple of years. And Coach Cal said he'd ask him to be the why at the game against Tennessee, and said Joe B just laughed because you know just health wise he just wasn't able to do it. But he, he chuckled at the thought of of being able to do that. Um, Goose Givens had on before had, were able to go and see him right there. Um, the day before he passed, everybody was able to go and uh, tell him they loved him. And he was 93 years old, born in 1928, just turned 93 in November. Cal honored him yesterday um, by coming out with the Road Up program. Coach Hall always had that program in his hand on the sidelines during the games. Cal also started off the first defensive possession in the 1 3 1. Oscar Sheway didn't even you know, attempt to win the tip off. Just let Tennessee control the tap. Cats uh, come down and opened up in a 1-3-1, which was Joby Hall's signature defense. And Coach Hall and Cal were, of course, very, very close. And Coach Hall was always on Cal. You need to play a 1-3-1. Play a 1-3-1. Run a 1-3-1. And so it was fitting for Coach Cal to, to do the tribute to Coach Hall, open up in the one three one. Tennessee did score off that possession. Cal mentioned that in the, the post game session. You know they got a bucket right off the bat, but you know they don't play that a lot. Didn't have time to prepare. Just kind of threw it in there and said, "This is what we're gonna do." Because didn't have really a lot of time to do the tribute. He passed away Saturday morning. They're playing an early game, but it, to me it was the equivalent of when Coach John Schlarman, UK's former offensive line coach passed away and they left the left guard spot open on the offensive line for him at that Vanderbilt game as a tribute to him. Uh, then you had the offensive lineman alternate who wore Coach Larman's number 65 jersey um, and how that tradition started. So the same thing with Cal having the program, which he said he will uh, carry the rest of the season, open up the game in the one 3 against Tennessee because Coach Hall always played the 1-3-1. And you just have to think about Coach Hall, too. As, as Coach as Roger Harden tweeted, you know, pure Kentucky, uh, he played for, this trifecta for Joby Hall, played at Alumni Gym, coached at Memorial Coliseum, and coached at Rupp Arena. Nobody else has that. Nobody else can say they've done that trifecta except Joby Hall. Coming in as a coach replacing Adolph Rupp, who was a coach from 1930 to 1972, won four national championships. That's who Joby Hall followed. And those were the shoes he was having to fill. A lot of pressure, a lot of expectations. Kentucky's tradition has been that way forever. And Joby Hall came in and kept it going. You know, it could have been a fork in the road moment. Kentucky basketball could have faded and never maintained the level of success that it has for all these years. Or it could have been sustained like it has been. And, and Joby Hall 
was able to keep it going and sustain it in spite of the huge expectations in spite of the you know the fans being upset with some of the teams that didn't win championships the 75 team the 77 team the 84 team won it all in 78 went to three final fours in his 13 seasons and to me i think he you know fair or not fair the expectations were what they were but he walked into it in 72 when when Adolf Rupp's tenure ended Joby Hall walks into a program that has already been waiting for a title since 1958 Adolf Rupp's last championship was 1958 Joby Hall steps in in 1972 and the drought is already <laughs> almost a decade decade and a half long he wins a title in years you know, when you know gets there in 72 wins it in 78 you know comes close in 75 and 77 so he he kind of had carryover expectations and pressure from the drought that was already there when he stepped in and he weathered all of that um there were still, like we see now, you know, fans don't get, aren't always happy with coaches. We see people fussing, why is Cal taking this guy out? He's on fire. Heard the same thing as a kid with Coach Hall. Guy's on fire. Next thing you know, Joe Hall takes him out. So all of that was there. All those expectations were there. All the pressure, all the scrutiny. Always been that way uh, when you follow Kentucky, when you're coaching of Kentucky. Coach Hall knew that, stepped into that, still won a title, really became beloved. Uh, once Cal was the coach, you know, since 2010, brought him back. He was always at practice. He was always around the program. Uh, Cal went out of his way to show him a lot of love and make him feel welcome. So, And then you think about Coach Hall, too. This was even kind of pre-iHeartRadio, pre listening to everything you want on your phone at the tap of a button he does a radio show post-retirement with Denny Krum the Louisville coach your most bitter rival coaching each other for years um, the Louisville program is doing well Denny Krum wins a couple titles after Kentucky Coach Hall wins in 78 Louisville and Denny Krum winning titles in 80 and 86 they both retire. They do a radio show together every day. They talk about fishing and talk about basketball. Talk about funny stuff. They're just cracking each other up. And towards the end of the show, you know, you start getting the I Heart stuff and, oh, I can listen to this. You click on it. used to listen to them in the afternoons. And it was a fun show. They were just kicking it, just talking about whatever they want to talk about and having a good old time. And you, you, just, you just had to love it. So he was very lovable. Everybody enjoyed being around him. All the tributes show that. And so um, it was good to see everybody kind of kind of recognize everything Coach Hall had done. And then that led up to the game uh, against Tennessee. Ten team averaging, you know, giving up 60 points a game, ranked opponent. They had dismantled Arizona earlier in the season at home in Knoxville. Kentucky 
it was something that fans wanted to see, kind of needed to see. Last year's 9-16 and 16 team, worst team in the history of University of Kentucky basketball. Fast forward to this year, lose to a close game to Duke, go up to Notre Dame, lose that game, go down to LSU, come up short down there. Really short-handed as far as the backcourt was concerned, but weren't able to pull those games out. So you just you know they're going to be good. You know they're going to be much improved. There's no way that they're going to be nine to sixteen like they were last year. They've got shooting. They've corrected a lot of those flaws. But you just want to kind of see it come together against a good team, against a ranked team. You saw the stats. Kentucky in their last so many games against ranked opponents, and it was horrible. It's going to be horrible when you're just coming off of your worst season ever. When you're 9-16, that's going to tank your record against ranked opponents. Now, some go back a little bit further than that, and it's not super-duper, but if you just go throw in last year and go your record against ranked opponents, of course, it's going to be awful. So Tennessee comes in ranked. Really good defensive team. Second to LSU, who's a good defensive team, who clamped Kentucky down in Baton Rouge. Like we mentioned, Kentucky was without a couple of ball handlers. It is what it is. You got to play. LSU got the win down there. Kentucky jumps on Tennessee. And, um, what, has 50, 52 points at halftime. Tennessee's giving up 60 points. Per game, Kentucky drops 52 on them in a half. Follows up with the second half and drops 55 more on them for a 107 to 79 victory. It was the first time they had scored over 100 on Tennessee since 01 when Kentucky won 103 to 95 in Knoxville. Last time they scored 100 before that was 1993 when Kentucky beat them 101 to 40 in the SEC championship in the SEC tournament which was in Lexington that year. Uh, and that was kind of in revenge of a game that Kentucky had lost by one in Knoxville a few weeks earlier. Tata Washington has 28 points. The actual margin of victory, Kentucky wins by 28 points. Oscar Chibway, I mean, he was kind of quiet. Um, he had what, nine points and 12 rebounds. Let's see what it was. Yeah, nine points, 12 rebounds. But there weren't a lot of missed shots to be had. Kentucky shot 68% from the field, 61% from three-point land, 95% from the line, 20 and 21 from the free throw line. So there's there's not a lot of missed shots for Oscar to get yesterday. And look at Tennessee for the most of the game. They were 50% from three. They shot 53.4% for the game. And Kentucky was able to offset that by the way that they played yesterday. Tennessee came in and played well, scored 79 points, and got blown out. And it could have got a lot uglier a lot faster. They were hitting some some deep threes that kind of kept them in it. Kind of, well, you can... We can live with those them taking those kind of threes, and they were hitting them. You know, had seven or eight the threes that they had made. Uh, at one point, they had 41 points 
and seven of those were three-pointers, and five or six of those were probably like, yeah, okay, well, if he makes that, yeah, okay, tip your hat, because it was, it was deep, and it was, you know, probably not the ideal shot, and they were making them. So, they weren't able to really kind of sustain that for the game. And Kentucky was just lights out. Uh, Rick Barnes basically said it, you know, got their tails kicked in every aspect of the game, uh, and Kentucky uh, kind of put it all together kind of put it together and show glimpses of the team that they can be. And the timing of this is is really good. You had your first first test, well, your second test. You had a test against LSU. But you had your first test kind of at full strength against a ranked opponent, Tennessee number 22. You got Auburn coming up, Kansas, Alabama, a lot more ranked teams. And now you're kind of playing well with this confidence that, hey, you know, they're good, but so are we. We know what we're capable of, and, you know, you can, of course, do your thing at home, but have confidence now when you go on the road. You know, took a few lumps on the road, but now you know what you're capable of against ranked opponents. So it was really, really cool to see that yesterday. Uh, going back to Joby Hall, a couple more things real quick. Um, the midnight madnesses that we see now where teams used to have that first practice at midnight, uh, like October 15th, the first day you could practice. Midnight Madness was started by Joe B. Hall. He was the first one to do it. Had it at Memorial Coliseum. And, of course, you know, the Kentucky fans were there to see that first practice. Everybody does it now. Coach Hall started that. He was an innovator in that regard. Um... You hear him talk about the weight training and having guys lift weights. And he talked about how um, getting a little wintry mix outside. So you might hear a little snow and sleet kind of hitting. So that's what that is in the background. Uh, weight training and how um, fans and people used to say, hey, you don't do that. You're going to mess up the guy's shots. But he was really big into conditioning in the late 70s, in the late 80s. And we see everybody, of course doing that now um but coach Hall was doing it way 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 back in the day so uh, just a lot of things that he gets credit for a lot of things that he did way kind of before it was the norm he was doing it um at kentucky yeah it was just so many things that we are accustomed to seeing they had to start somewhere, and Joby Hall started a lot of those things, got the ball rolling on a lot of those things. So um, condolences to his entire family and you know, the entire BBM. Definitely going to miss Coach Joby Hall. Got to flip to football real quick. You know, NFL playoffs started this weekend. Uh, Adam Griggs, who we had on this podcast as well, talking UK football. He covers UK football for Big Blue Express. He's also a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Now, for everybody not familiar with Kentucky, Cincinnati is the unofficial, official pro sports city for a big portion of the state of Kentucky. The Bengals and the Reds are right there, just up the road from Lexington, not far from Louisville. A lot of people in northern Kentucky, central Kentucky, even southeastern Kentucky, where I'm from, follow the Reds and some follow the Bengals, too. So the Bengals played yesterday afternoon after the Kentucky-Tennessee game. So the, for the BBN that are Bengals fans, 
It's a big double dip day. College basketball, NFL football. The Bengals history, football hasn't been great. Made it to a couple Super Bowls, lost them both to the 49ers. Um, hadn't been to the playoffs since 2015. Hadn't had a playoff win since 1991. You know, Boomer Sison, who's on CBS now as an analyst, was the QB for the Bengals last time they won a game in the playoffs. Adam, Adam Griggs, Big Blue Express, put out a tweet, one of those dilemma-type questions. Would you allow a UK loss to Tennessee if it meant the Bengals won their playoff game? Of course, he tweeted this out Saturday morning before both of the games. He says, I hate these kinds of questions, but yes, yes, I would. He was saying he would allow a Kentucky loss to Tennessee if it meant the Bengals beat the Raiders. Well, maybe a lot of Bengals fans might have agreed. Me, as a Cowboys fan, I was like, absolutely not. There's no way I want to see a Kentucky loss to Tennessee in Rupp Arena, which would have been three straight losses to the Vols in Rupp. They had won the last two in Rupp Arena. Teams just don't come into Rupp Arena and win. Tennessee was on a two-game winning streak in Rupp against Kentucky coming into yesterday. And the Bengals fans were like, can we can we deal with a loss to Tennessee that means the Bengals win? But you hadn't seen the Bengals win a playoff game in 30 years. I get it. You definitely wanted to see it. Fortunately, it didn't come to that because both teams got wins yesterday. Uh, Kentucky manhandled Tennessee and the Bengals did their thing against the Raiders. You know, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase uh, got the better of Derek Carr and the Raiders. So the Bengals are moving on. So congratulations to the Bengals fans and, of course, to the BBN. It'll be my turn to sweat later on today when the Cowboys host the 49ers. Back in the 90s, like it used to be every year, Cowboys and Niners. So we get to revisit that. So get the Cowboys win today to go with the Kentucky win yesterday. And I'll be feeling on cloud nine, be hopping around on cloud nine just like the Bengals fans are. I just want to throw that out there. That was a cool tweet. By Adam. We have to get him back on the podcast again sometime too. But it's been another fun episode of Believe in Kentucky. Hope y'all enjoy it. Um, if you got questions or anything, feel free to shoot them at us on Twitter at Believe in Kentucky on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Follow us there. My name is Vinny Hardy. Follow me at Vinny Hardy on Twitter. Subscribe, rate, and review. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you have a good weekend. We'll be back with another episode soon. Oh, hey, how dare me forget? La Terrain watches too. I talk about them every episode. I'm trying to not talk about them on this one. What is wrong with me? Go to LaTerrain.com. Get your watches for your the, the men, the women, the accessories, different styles, different bands, whatever you like. La Terrain has got it. And it's not insanely expensive, but it's well made and it goes with whatever your outfit. If you're casual, if you're formal, La Terrain has got you. We've had the owner, Dave, on here talking about these wonderful watches la terrain l-a-t-o-u-r-a-i-n-e.com la terrain.com and get yourself a wonderful timepiece now we'll end this episode of believe in kentucky we'll see you next time on the next episode everybody take care and we'll see you later bbe
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.